As you know, this podcast is free, and we don't even do outside advertising on the podcast. The way we support the podcast is by selling courses. And the reason we do that is because it's not just a way for you to support us, it's a way for us to support you. So we've created several complimentary workshops where you get to taste what it is to do one of our courses. And you can find out if you like our unique brand of learning experiences. To reserve your spot, visit view.life slash explore or click the link in the show notes. So there are a ton of studies out there that show how important community is and how much it can have an impact on our happiness, on our heart health, on our longevity. And also what seems to be clear is that these days, not a lot of people really have it. So today we're gonna to talk about what community is and how we can find more of it in our lives. Welcome to the Art of Accomplishment, where we explore how deepening connection with ourselves and others leads to creating the life we want with enjoyment and ease. I'm Brett Kistler here today with Joe Hudson. Hey, Brett. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing really well. I, that, that thing we did yesterday was so fulfilling. It was so yeah. heart opening and wonderful. And uh, yeah, I'm still just basking in the glow of that. Yeah, it was beautiful. For some context, we had a grief ceremony yesterday for somebody in, in our community who recently lost a child. And it was just really, really tender, really moving. And mm -hmm. in the final sharing circle, it was just amazing to see how much unexpected value people got from it that was far beyond just the expectation of like, we're grieving this loss. And yeah. I think part of what was behind that is just that there were so many different experiences happening in the same place. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and there was a sharing of it and a support that, yeah. uh, yeah, that's just something I really want to have in my life. Yeah. It was an amazing situation because, you know, so for a little context here, a, a, a person who had been in one of my courses that you were in like five years ago or something I hadn't heard from forever called up and talked to me about the death of his child. And I immediately was like, we need to mourn together as a community. And in my head immediately, I was like, this is something that's important for the community and it's important for them. Um, I think in their mind, it was something like we were doing for them. And there was like notable hesitation. And uh, and when speaking, his wife didn't really know the community. And so she was kind of coming in blind and I called beforehand. And what was really clear was that like so many people who have had a loss, like the funeral and that whole experience just kind of sucks. Um, you know, people are trying to make them feel better, which is not helpful and, or wanting that, wanting to experience their pain as a way to, or their sadness as a way to like be able to purge their own sadness. And there's this feeling of obligation of the person who is mourning and, mm. and like, they're supposed to take care of people emotionally at least. And there's just all this stuff that happens. And so I, I was very clear with her, like this, like not fuck all that. There's no obligation here. And I'm going to be really clear up front. And our community generally knows this anyways, that it's like not about trying to make you feel better. And it's not about having you feel the emotions for them, that it's about everybody feeling their own grief. And it was amazing how at the end of the ceremony, it really wasn't about them. It was about 
them primarily, but it was also about everybody else's healing that, that got to go through and how their story and what they went through healed the whole community. And, and I remember just seeing this moment of, you know, she came into this thing blind, not knowing people. And then when she saw other people grieving and feeling the pain, it immediately let her know she was in this safe place instead of like, oh, are you okay? It was like, I Mm. feel you, I am with you. And you could just see that like, oh, okay. She saw that this was a safe place and it was amazing. And it just made me really proud of the community that I get to be a part of that to some degree surrounds this work, but not only that. And yeah, I was just, I was really stoked by it. And I was really, I was really excited to be able to talk about it today since it was so fresh on my mind. Yeah. One thing that, that struck me was just the, the difference in the feeling from like many funerals that I've been to and this particular, this particular moment. And there's a way that we could go into a grief ceremony and what made it different, but also there's just the overall, like the community component here that I want to stick with. So I want to, I want to talk about what do we mean by, by community here? Because there's, there's a lot of people out there with a group of friends and a lot of those friends may also be feeling a deep loneliness and uh, not feeling a sense of community. And there's a lot of talk about community in, in my circles lately. And yeah, also a lot of confusion about what exactly it is. Yeah, I I would. A community is a I w- in the in the most functional sense of the word. The community is where everybody understands that their health is tied to the health of the community. That their job is to um, help the community be healthy because it is a reflection of and an influence on their health. Meaning if there's a marriage in trouble inside of the community, that the community supports that marriage because if a marriage is having trouble inside of a community, it it is a reflection of something else happening inside of the community and to help make that marriage functional or to heal that marriage or to heal whatever is there. Maybe it stays or doesn't stay as a marriage, but to help heal that process also heals the community. It heals everybody inside of the community. And so for that, for that kind of a community to exist, there has to be a tremendous amount of transparency, a tremendous amount of vulnerability, um, a a good deal of impartiality. So it's not what we have in our society often is like somebody judging, (laughs) you know, like I have my community and they're telling me how to fucking be happy or they're telling me how to save my marriage but they're not being with me in it. They're not, they're not actually like witnessing and experiencing right. my marriage with me in a non-judgmental, open, loving way. And there's safety. And so in a community, it's about having that full vulnerability, but not getting it faced with judgment or advice. It's, it's being with you in it and, and somebody seeing that it's not your issue because your marriage is bad. It's the community's issue. And so they're listening to it like, without that judgment. I think that's what really great community looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And also the layer of what they make it mean. Cause if there's a, if there's a problem, if there's a, if there's challenges in a, in a relationship within a community, does the community make that mean that something's wrong and it needs to be fixed such that they, the conflict stops and then it becomes an oppressive community right. or right. Right. Yeah. Not that. Yeah. Or is it a bunch of avoidant people being like, yep, there's, 
whatever not my monkeys that's been my role traditionally when there's been some kind of stuff like that in a community i'm just like okay you handle that <laughs> right um, not my pig not my farm yeah 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 so the the not a sense of obligation but also a commitment to the health of the people in the community with and this i feel really is really important with impartiality and i guess yeah. we could say view in general yeah yeah. And I think the the nuance is like, it's not, it's not other, meaning it's not like I am, th- they're committed to their health. It is, that is a reflection of this community's health. Mm-hmm. M- meaning like, oh, if that marriage isn't doing well, healing that marriage doesn't just heal the marriage, it heals the community because it's, it's a reflection of something happening inside of the community as well. So it's, it's seeing all the issues in the community as our issues, as my issue, instead of as like their issue. And when you feel, when you get that sense, like at the ceremony yesterday, you got that sense of everybody was healed by, this community was stronger by going into this morning together and sharing these stories together they they were happier they were healthier but everybody was and the whole community was strengthened by it and there's a bond in that community because of it yeah the one one thing that i think is key here is that that yes anything that's going on in the community is a reflection of the community but not in a way that like oh you're reflecting poorly on the community but (laughs) or in a way that i am responsible for fixing this thing with you because i am the community but rather it's that Oh, there's something going on in the community. How can I work on the the reflection of that in myself? Yeah, such that I can show up, do it fully. And how do how do I, you know, like in my case, it was, hey, let's do a morning ceremony, and like, hey, can the community come together and support you and your wife? How do we do that? And these are tools that I don't think most people have or most communities have. How do we come together as a community to support somebody in a way that isn't judgmental, isn't trying to fix, isn't partial? It is in a way of like, hey, let's witness and be in this together so that nobody mm-hmm. feels alone and so that everybody can see themselves more clearly. Yeah. Okay. So given yeah. given how we've just sort of described community, how often do you see this form of community in our society now? Oh, wow. Relative to something yeah. else. I mean, I'm lucky I get to see it a ton. I, Tara and I were just talking the other day and the fact that um, we were laughing. We were like, yeah, people, maybe they come because of, of Tara and I, you know, maybe because of the podcast. That's why they come into this work. But they stay because of the community, you know, that like it's people wanting to be a part of this depth and support, you know. And, and so we do a week-long we do a week long event and then we find out that that group of people have been like in communication for five or six or seven years. I mean, this was a five year old community uh, and like so many people showed up for it. So in the morning thing, so I get to see it a lot, but in society I see it, it's incredibly rare. You know, there's some men's groups that have it or women's groups that have it. There are, you know, some very tight 12 step programs that have it. There's, um, some churches that have it. Um, there's some churches who have 
dysfunctional communities as well. So th- there are some places, some sanghas, you know, some Buddhist sanghas that have it, but the, it's a pretty rare thing for it to be deeply vulnerable and that sense of, oh, this is, this is us. This isn't me or you, this is us. So it's, it's an incredibly rare thing. And if you look at the statistics, it's just like the number of friends that the average American has is like shrinking all the time. And I think I heard Mm -hmm. it was like under three recently, like three friends, um, people that they thought they were close to. Um, so, and so many people have had like that funeral, like had like a dysfunctional form of it that they're just like, yeah, it's easier to be in my phone or in my screen or it's easier to not feel it, but like, it's like not working out, you know, you, you, it, it takes a toll. It like, it, it starts making you weaker and less resilient and it, it, it like, it becomes a heavy weight on your system to not yeah. have it. And I, and I'm, and it's a pandemic as far as I'm concerned, like there's just this tremendous lack of community. And I don't even think people know it's possible it's one of the things that I saw when I was looking around the room of whatever it was, 20, 25 people there yesterday. I was like, there were some people who didn't know our work or were, weren't a part of it. And I could see how touched they were that this was possible, that it was possible that we could come together and support each other in this way in which nobody felt obligation and nobody felt like they had to take care of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And something you mentioned there was how how so many people report in like surveys as having like just two or three friends. And in a lot of cases, a lot of times I've seen a lot of times when people have like two or three friends, often those friendships are sort of like, let's hang out and watch Netflix together, but we're not really going to go deep into our stuff. Yeah. And, and so like it's, it's in the zeitgeist right now that the, the loneliness epidemic has been in the news and people yeah. are talking about it. And, and so what is it, what is it in your opinion that makes it, that makes community in the way that we've been talking about it rare in society right now. Yeah. I think a lot of it is just what, you know, what's known and what's not known. Meaning like I didn't know that this was possible growing up. Right. So my experience of growing up was you had one or family had one or two family friends and there was things you talked about and there was things you didn't talk about anything real. You didn't talk about anything fun. You did talk about, um, there was, no example whatsoever that it was even possible to be witnessed and loved in a non-judgmental way. And when oftentimes when our community has problems, it's people coming in and telling them how they should be because what's happening is they don't want to feel something like, I don't want to feel the pain of the death of your child. So I'm going to say, Oh, feel better to you. Or I don't want to feel the fact that my marriage could fall apart or that financially I could be in trouble. And so I'm just going to come in and tell you how to handle stuff. And so the help that people experience from community isn't actually very freaking helpful. So why the hell want it? Right? Like if, mm-hmm. if all my only sense of community is that it's very unhelpful, why would I think that it's a useful thing? If my only sense of community is that I have to look a certain way and I have to be a certain way and I have to feel a certain way to be accepted, why the fuck do I want community? I don't want that shit. You know, what I want is a place where I can be loved for who I am, where I'm at in this moment. And if I had that sense of community and, and it's, and as far as I've seen anybody who tastes that anybody I've ever seen who tastes that, they're just like, I want fucking that. I want that. Like, it's like water on a dry sponge, but I don't think yeah. there's a lot of examples of it. Yeah. And I, I think, think there's, there's a lot, lot of counter examples. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly the words I I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people have had experiences of community growing up that were, that felt stifling to them. Maybe they were a form of community that had worked for the previous generation, but for them just wasn't working. And so they they might've just decided, okay, I'm just going to be better off going on my own path and then not finding new community. Right. If, if, if for instance, every person in America had witnessed when their parents had problems that 10 or 12 other couples came around, sat in a circle, witnessed the mom letting out everything, the dad letting out everything, witnessed the anger being released in a healthy way, witnessed the, the community um, doing a forgiveness ritual for one another and, and the community asking forgiveness for not supporting them better. If, if they had witnessed people speaking their truth, that is really hard to speak and being loved for it. Everybody would want community. Everybody would Mm -hmm. want it. And they would sacrifice money to have it. And they would sacrifice power to have it because it is unbelievably nourishing and you know as soon as you see it you know it and i i cannot tell you how many people when they see it they're just like yeah that's the thing that i want in my life but instead they didn't get that you know they got don't talk about it give people advice you know act right for the neighbors look good great yeah yeah not healthy so so one thing i notice is that when people have when people have like felt exiled by a community in, in this way or felt the a long-term lack of community that's just become kind of baked into the way that they see the world, yeah, that when they find real community, there's a way that they're scared of it and also deeply attracted to it at the same yeah. time often, yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah, can yeah. often lead to <laughs> sort of attacking it a little bit to test it and then also like clinging to it. Um, yeah. So I want to kind of yeah. talk about both of those angles a little bit. Uh, what what let's start with what scares people about the the kind of community that we're talking about here, the kind where they're seen. Yeah, we heard it multiple times last yesterday, right? Like yesterday, last afternoon, we so multiple people were like, "I letting this amount of love in is hard for me." you know, it's scary because it it will rip out your identity. Like the comparative mind, I'm this and you're that, and I'm not good enough or you're better than I am, or I'm better than you. Like that shit doesn't exist very long in a community like that. So that's scary. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also scary to be vulnerable generally like, Oh, I'm going to be seen. I'm going to get rejected. I'm going to get, I'm going to get pushed out. I'm going to get ostracized. So you have all the fear that came up your whole life with being real in front of people now shows up in this community. Yeah. And so I think those are the main things that really scare people about the community is that, Oh, I'm going to be deeply loved or I'm going to be deeply rejected. Um, both of those are very scary because both of those are, you know, fuck with our identities in a big way. Mm-hmm. I, I think another thing that happens is that when you, when you drop the defenses that have kept you safe in the past, there's a lot to feel. Yeah. And those defenses were there because feeling those things wasn't safe. So yeah. there's sort of when when you're in a group and your defenses aren't necessary or they're seen through or they're loved in a way that was not yeah. 
previously experienced, then it's scary because you're now in territory that was once dangerous. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, so I think all of that, I think the other thing that makes it, um, I think the other part of feeling everything that makes it scary is that you have to feel everything. <laughs> like all that shit has to be felt. And I, the, one of the hallmarks of a great community is that everybody's like, they welcome each other's feelings. They're not trying to fix each other's feelings. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it really healthy is, is like that deep welcoming of the, of the emotional experience. Yeah. And so what are some other, it's going to come up. It's going to come up because I mean, if you weren't mourning yesterday and you were with 20 people who were mourning, it's a difficult place to sit. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not easy to sit with a whole bunch of people having emotions. If you're not willing to have the emotions, you'll get very agitated, very, you know, or, or judgmental and shit like that. Yeah. Okay. So, so what makes people love this, this form of community? Uh, you know, we are all, we all want, on some level, we all want to be seen and loved for who we are and be met with non-judgment to be met with acceptance. Like if you're listening to this right now and you close your eyes and you just ask yourself, like, what would it be like to be met with acceptance and loved for who I was and not have to put up a front? Like, do you want that? And I I can't imagine somebody being like, Nope, that sounds like shit. (laughs) You know? Um, there's this great experiment that I used to talk about, which was, I called it the island experiment. And it's imagine you were dropped onto an island and there was 12 people who unconditionally loved you. They, they, yeah, they drew boundaries with you. They, 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 it wasn't like they were just accepting your shit, but they loved you unconditionally. They accepted where you were and they loved you unconditionally. And now if you imagine that you were stuck on that island for a decade, right? And you're with these basic kind of like saint saints, almost like people who are just like in that kind of deep love, like, who are you at the end of that decade? Hmm. Like where, 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 you know, where's your fear? Where's your love? Where's your, like, how do you interact in the world? How do you see yourself? That's why everybody wants it because they know if they're met there, what becomes of them, they become the thing that they, they truly are. And Hmm. And so I think that's the thing that really pulls people and, and they, and people can sniff it out. Yeah. And, and speaking of sniffing for it, what, what are the signs of a healthy community? Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of different communities out there and some of them can be dangerous and there's a reason why people yes. have been, have become rather yeah. hesitant about yeah. community in our society. Vulnerability top to bottom is a huge one emotional fluidity top to bottom of the community or side to side of the community are really important transparency really important part of a healthy community a feeling of um that there isn't us and them in the community it's it's just there's an usness to it mm-hmm. um as far as like if there's a problem in the community it's all of our problems it's not it's not your problem um, is another really healthy aspect of a community. Um, a not a sen- not a lot, not a feeling of obligation that people aren't acting in the community out of obligation They're If they feel obligation, they announce it and everybody realizes that nobody wants someone to act out of obligation. 
is another great sign of a healthy community. Um, non-judgmental. It's not a judgmental. There's, it's not performative. People don't feel like they have to perform to be a part of the community. Um, healthy boundaries, you know, very healthy, clear boundaries about like how, what this community is and isn't when, you know, if, if you want something, no, no, not like trying to hold people into the community and having a very thoughtful uh, way of a, sort of a community person leaving. So the, those are the, some of the things that make like a community like a strong container yeah. makes it something that's really healthy and it can be less or more conscious. I've seen very healthy communities that are not like all that conscious. It's not like, Hey, we're in a community. It's just like, there's just been like a couple people in the community that are really great examples. And, you know, and it can, I've seen it in a small town once it was amazing to see that. And where it was just like, it just had become the culture. It just had, you know, and I've seen some companies, I've seen two companies have like a really great sense of community as well. And I think it was really conscious to create that community on some levels of the organization, but it was very unconscious and also in a lot of like, so it doesn't have to even be like, Hey, we're in a community and we're doing this. It's something that can actually happen a little oddly, a little bit unconsciously or not conscious to everybody in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about some example sort of like boundaries as you describe about like what a community, what this community is or isn't, or what, like, I guess it, there's a spectrum here from, from yeah. not, not being consciously created to being very yeah. principled and very well-defined. Yeah. I'm curious yeah. to hear kind of a couple of data points from that spectrum. Yeah. Like yesterday I was really clear inside of that container. It's like, there's, we're not here judging each other and we're not here to make each other try to feel better. We're accepting people for each other, for how we feel and whatever's true for you and your feelings is what, what we want to hear about and be shared and share. That's, that's like a boundary that Mm -hmm. the community, if it was not that it would not have been a very healing situation for anybody, let alone everybody. So those are all examples of it. Um, Things just like lying, probably it would be another great boundary like yeah we're not lying we don't gossip you know we work out our shit if there's problems between us we work it out and we work it out with witnessing those would be all potential boundaries mm-hmm. that you would have yeah and i imagine another yeah. boundary might be that we don't always work it out right now because sometimes we have other agendas of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course yeah. i need space yeah. but i will come back to it that's yeah yeah and i, I for me i don't like another boundary would be just like you, no man can tell another man what to do or no woman can tell another man or woman what to do. Like there, there's a, there's a understanding that everybody is responsible for themselves. Um, which is an odd paradox, but that we're all responsible for the community, but that only really works when everybody is taking responsibility for themselves. It doesn't work Mm -hmm. when somebody is like, feels like a victim to the community, not taking full responsibility for their actions. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Both things have to be there. All right. So, so I want to give people something practical that they can, so they might go find community, but also a beautiful thing to do is just to cultivate community where you are and like plant a flag. And I'm curious what, 
what people can do to to cultivate that in their lives, whether it is to go find it somewhere or to plant the flag and start cultivating it on the spot. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember like moving and going, okay, I need a sense of community and going and finding it. And um, the way that I did it was I just looked for any, like I went to any place where I thought there was a sense of community and I looked for healthy ones that were communicative and deep. And there was a lot of acceptance. I went to 12 step programs for children of alcoholics. I went to yoga classes. I went to book clubs. I went to like, and I just like, until I found the place where where that that strong sense of community was in existence um so you know our courses is another example other people's courses there's lots of places where there's just a that sense of community and so it's just a trial and error get a get a feeling go where you're interested but also like don't stay long if you don't feel this really tight sense of community um So that's one, as far as cultivating it yourself, what I notice is that if you're in view, if you're doing vulnerability, impartiality, empathy, and wonder as a way of life, not as a communication practice, um, but it's like, oh, this is, I notice that that when I treat myself and others like this, it's my life is better Then that will cultivate a sense of community. There are some skills that you need for like the whole community part of it, right? Like, like mm-hmm. how to do a morning ceremony is something that, you know, you might want to look into like maybe the Quakers or East Africa has some really great ceremonies. Um, so you might want to look into other people's ceremonies and see what you can replicate or, or the stuff that we do. Um, but the core of it is that vulnerability, impartiality, empathy, and wonder with each other and, and cultivating that and learning those skills together is, is a great way to, to create that sense of community. And what happens is that when you act that way, because other people want a sense of community, like it, oddly, it's just more and more people come to you. I mean, I've seen you Mm -hmm. experience that in your life. The more you're there, the more people come to you, but not only do they come to you, but they want to be there in that depth with you. And so even if it takes some time, it just, it happens and it happens to everybody I've ever seen, like deeply cultivate this is like, yeah. When you know how to connect, people want to connect. Yeah. And in in my world, I've noticed how like over the course of the past number of years, Alexa and I have been really seeking to create community. And earlier on, it was like very hands-on, like, okay, let's find the people that we want to have community with. We're going to pool together and buy a piece of property. You know, And sometimes people do that and it works. It didn't work yeah. out for us in that particular instance. And what ended up happening, though, is that we've ended up having community around us because we did something like planting a flag. We did something like just, OK, here's here's what we want. And f- like we we kind of created a world where people could come around us and be around us. And yeah, we're not like running or leading a community. But what happened was that we started a bit of a center of gravity that has coalesced into into a beautiful sense of community that still of course has its figurings out and its challenges and its conflicts. Yep. And what is yeah. this? What is, is this a community? Who's in it? What is it? <laughs> All of those, <laughs> but there's a lot of questions that just, there's a one thing that I can say to define this community is that there's a number of people who are sitting in the questions 
a lot yeah. of the time. And as a result, there's just a lot of support available and there's a lot of gatherings and there's a lot of, there's a lot of spaciousness to move things individually or as groups and with support. And yeah, it wasn't top down created. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it in your, at your wedding, right? Like that was a really mm-hmm. strong sense of community. It was incredibly transparent and, incredibly forthright incredibly like it wasn't like oh let me tell you a cute story about brett and alexa it was like here's some real shit (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and like you could just see that sense of of death it was yeah Mm. very clearly there whether there's a structure to it or whether you call it a community or not there was a lot of people being transparent and supporting one another yeah yeah Yeah. and it felt a lot of it felt very self-organized, the the community aspect of it. Just the way yeah. people showed up makes makes the community. Yeah. It's ha- I mean, it's our nature to be in community. Yeah. We're not, like we're not a non-communal, you know, individual uh so- solo uh species. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Good to be with you. Good to be with you yesterday. Yeah. And I, I just yeah. like, I, I want to, for those in the community that came yesterday, I just want to thank you very much. I was deeply touched and, and, and healed by the, by the ceremony yesterday. So I just want to thank everybody who showed up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. If you have any follow-up questions from this episode, I'd love to hear them. Maybe we'll do a community number two someday. And, great. uh, you can reach out to us on it's X now yeah. plus Twitter um, or in a circle community or email or on our website artofaccomplishment.com yeah take care awesome thank you Joe